uu.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. What's going on, everybody? It's Glenn Pierce here at the Bring It In Show, bringing you all the latest sports stories. I mean, what do you want to talk about? Give us a call at 912-712-5077. Reach out to us. Uh, we're going to be on, we, we normally start off on Facebook Live as well if you're not driving around in your car or listening to us on 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. Uh, so we're going to, we're getting the stream up just here in a second, but I mean, man, what is going on? We thought Jimmy Butler... He pushed through for that one game. Tonight, are the Heat going to be able to do that again? Or is Jokic going to be crowned the champion? Now, no matter what happens in this series, I mean, I believe it's a good, it's a good story. It's a great story. I mean, you get you get guys who seem extremely deserving, not necessarily guys who are trying to link up and build super teams, teams that we've won when the trades happen, we get scared all of a sudden. We're looking we're looking around like okay. Kyrie, Durant, they're in New York. Oh, this is going to be scary. This is going to be real scary. But does it turn out scary? For New York fans, it did. For New York fans, it turned out really scary. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at it. I mean, Denver, we're not. We don't hear about Denver. You guys haven't seen the Joker play. If you're not a big NBA player, or if you're not a big NBA fan, you haven't seen the Joker play until the playoffs, I bet. I mean, give us a call. I'll turn around make sure my phone's on. 912-712-5077. If you aren't a huge NBA fan did you watch the Joker play and then when you watch the Joker play do you do you understand what's going on and when I asked that when I asked do you understand what's going on I mean I'm we're looking at 
a guy who, I mean, he does not look like he's been the best player in the league the past three years. I mean, you wouldn't pick him out. He's huge. And, I mean, if you could just be that big, I mean, and and do what he's doing. I mean, it's, you're the best basketball player in the world. But, I mean, really? We've seen so many big guys body turn on them. Is that is that what we're going to be seeing in the future here with the Joker? I mean, he's built like a tank, like a huge tank. Him and both of his brothers, you'll see them in the crowd looking like they're about to fight anybody who touches the brother wrong. I mean, we got how many years? I mean, he, he's been in the league for nine years. Is, I mean, he doesn't even seem, when you look at him, when he talks, and I, I think he said this multiple times, like basketball isn't, the most important thing to him. So does he win a championship and retire? Does he stick around for a couple more years? I mean, how long is he going to push this? Because, I mean, it seems like at the end of the day, he just wants to be at home with his family, but he's providing for a lot of family, I believe. So, I mean, who's to say how long I mean I called the Nuggets way back a couple couple weeks ago I said I thought the Nuggets were going to be the team to win it all they've looked the best for the past couple years they I mean, they've played the best this year. And, I mean, minus a huge injury. But then the Kool-Aid down in Miami tastes so good. That was hard not to kind of get all excited and jump over jump from one boat to the other and hope the heat come out on top. Now, like I said, either way it goes down, it's going to be an amazing story. You either have a team that's kind of been overlooked for years and everybody's like, ah, MVP, not MVP in Denver. They, they could do it. Or you got an eight seed that's come through the East and taken down every single 
Goliath out there. I mean, the Bucks, former champion, down them. Then you got the Celtics. Who? The, the Celtics. Who, I may say, are a team that's been supposed to win a championship for like at least the past two years. At least the past two years. So, I mean, where they do? What do they do? We'll see. We'll see what they do. But it, anyway, what I'm saying is Miami took them down. Miami just, I mean, <laughs> did what they weren't supposed to. Everybody complains. And I hear things. Oh, I hear them. I hear them. Uh, I hear people saying things like, well, that last game, Tatum, he gets that that ankle injury or leg injury. I, I believe it was ankle injury. And, I mean, that's that's it. He gets hurt. You can't, you can't do anything else, say anything else about that. He, he just, he got hurt. I mean, how many times does Jimmy Butler get hurt throughout the season in the playoffs? I mean, Jimmy's played through injuries. Jimmy has has sat out for a game or two, come back extremely, extremely fast on these injuries and... I mean, people just kind of gloss over it. Ah, th that's Jimmy. Because he's got that dog mentality. He's just, he's going to do what needs to be done. That's, I mean, Nuggets and Five sounds good. I'm not surprised at whatever happens. Because if the Heat can, can pull to through, and I mean, they're... It's do or die, so you know they're going to leave it out all out there on the court. If anything, you know they're going to leave it all down out on the court. Um, so, I mean, we're just, we're here waiting. 47 years. That's how long it's been. And it's going to be their first for Denver. Because like I say, I, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but it really seems unlikely. I don't want to say impossible, but it seems unlikely that Miami's going to have enough steam to come back and turn it completely around and be able to take this series and be celebrating their next championship. And it's unfortunate because how many more finals runs does Jimmy Butler have? You know? And Jimmy's, he, I mean, he's a player that I would love to see win 
in NBA Finals. I mean, I've heard talks that that I mean, and and I don't know all the NBA all the NBA um salary salary allotments each team has, but I have been hearing some some Damian Lillard to Miami, and is that what they need to get over the hump? Now, we know from years past and even right after this season that Lillard, Lillard would love to stay in Portland. He wants to do it himself. He just, he doesn't, he doesn't want to go chasing like everybody else is. Uh, reports right after the Lakers get eliminated from the playoff, people keep throwing Dame's name around like he's potentially a potential candidate to be on the Los Angeles Lakers. But, I mean, he goes straight to Twitter and kind of laughs that off because he doesn't want to join. He, I don't know. I, I almost feel like he thinks that his championship would not shine as bright if he goes and teams up. Kind of like Kevin Durant. With the Warriors. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Durant because of that. But when a lot of people talk about that, when a lot of people talk about Kevin Durant's seasons and his championship, Some, I mean, I hear people say that Kevin Durant doesn't even have a championship because he had to go join a team, a super team. And the crazy thing is that Durant was on. I mean, they had a super team in Oklahoma, but things just didn't turn out. They didn't stick around long enough. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they haven't, they haven't, they didn't stick around, but we got, we got the game tonight. Denver is obviously favored. I mean, they've been favored for every single game as far as I've noticed, uh, 8.30 tonight on ABC. Are we going to see a championship in Denver? Will Melo be there? Melo's got to be there, right? He's going to be on the court celebrating with him, right? He does. Do they give him the championship ring? Does that hurt? So, um, let's just see. We, uh, we're also wondering, I don't know if we'll even know until we get to the, um, until we get to 
like right before game time because Spolstra has not said anything whether Tyler Hero will be coming back from a broken hand or not. So we'll be we'll we'll be keeping our eye on that. I mean keep our eye on that. And I mean Yeah. I mean yeah, I I think that Denver's Miami's going to bring a lot to the table tonight. But I still think Denver's gonna end up closing it out tonight. That's what I'm going to say. Closing it out by 15 at that. So you heard it. You heard it here first. I'll let you know. It hurts me. I hope that something happens in Miami where they are able to make a run next year. Uh, because I, I just, I mean, I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, is this Miami team kind of like the... Um, uh, I want to say 2000, 2001 76ers team with AI on it. You know, they went to the finals against the Lakers. And, I mean, in that finals, they were going up against Kobe and Shaq. Um, and there just wasn't enough steam to keep everything going. It's uh it's rough. It is rough when that happens. Man, I was hoping that Kells would come here cuz I don't know if any of you guys saw going on there was a uh, exhibition boxing match over the weekend between Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti the third. Yeah, I said that right. John Gotti the third. The grandson of infamous mob boss John Gotti. Uh and man, this fight was I I don't know. I didn't see any pro- I actually yeah, I didn't see any promotion for it before. Um, I saw it, and when I saw Mayweather fighting John Gotti the third, I was like, "Huh, is this a clip of an old fight?" But it wasn't. It was um brand new clip, and man, there was a lot of hugging, a lot of holding. John Gotti kept holding Mayweather. Getting turned around, he got punched in the back of the head once. And it was such a mess of a fight that by the sixth round, the referee just, he had enough. He had enough, and he just he just called the fight. Called the fight. And when he calls the fight, 
John Gotti the third. He's not too happy about that. So he proceeds to go around the referee and continue to fight Mayweather. It was absolute chaos. I mean, the fights there, I mean, and it doesn't, like, you're, when you have the privilege to get into a ring and, and provide entertainment in the form of fighting, I mean, you have a responsibility. As somebody who grew up in the, say, combat sports world, yeah, I'm not necessarily in it now. I'm not in it, except watching. Yeah, I'm not in it. But when you get into the ring, you have a responsibility on how you act to a certain level. Now, I know there's a whole entertainment value, um, trash talking, and things like that. And trash talking's, I mean, sometimes these guys are trash talking right on camera at the press conference and then going to the locker room, and they're not necessarily trash talking they might say what's up they they may not but it's not always a spectacle like Diaz or Conor McGregor wants you to see it as but when when a fight gets called and then you just I mean the one person who has the authority to to call the rules in the fight you go around them and start an even bigger fight I mean then people from both corners are coming out some trying to stop the fight others it breaks out so fast and everything happens so fast others not even trying to break up the fight some trying to join into the fight the crowd fights start erupting in the crowd I mean it's in Florida the Florida man lots of Florida men there to see a fight but I mean you gotta you gotta get it together I mean, you should be you should be penalized hugely for it. I don't know if that happens. Uh, Gotti still is a somewhat of a professional boxer, professional mixed martial artist. Um, I don't know if either of the licensing organizations 
even have the authority to, I mean, they should have the authority to suspend them after that. But this was an exhibition fight. So it's tough to say if there's actually any kind of punishment pushed out like that towards Gotti. Because it was, it was obviously like Gotti is the one who couldn't hold his emotions. I mean, we've seen Floyd Mayweather. The five rounds before anything happened for five yards or five rounds, I mean, Floyd Mayweather did what Floyd Mayweather did. And, I mean, I'm sure that's one of the main reasons why it upset Gotti so much because... I mean, Floyd Mayweather doesn't allow you to hit him. I mean, he just plays with you. Picking his punches and going after each one. So, I mean, Gotti says Floyd Mayweather is a mortal enemy. I mean, I don't, I don't know how scared Floyd should be. I mean, is this, are, is Floyd now a mortal enemy? Like, say, if Gotti's uh, grandfather had called somebody a mortal enemy? I, I just don't know. Keep, keep a lookout over your shoulder. Keep a lookout. Yeah. In NFL news, we really don't have too much of anything. Uh, Blankenship, old, um, old Falcons kickers down in Tampa Bay, practicing kicks. Everybody's just... Things are slowly coming together. I saw... Yesterday, that we were 89, I believe it was, days away from the NFL season. So, 87 today. So, we're getting there. And, I mean, it's... I can't wait. I know you guys can't wait. It's going to be... It's going to be a good year and I can't wait to see what's going on with the Ravens we're going to take a short break for some station identification and some other news and we will be right back with uh, some baseball MLB and I mean what is going on in the world of golf i was hoping that i could get one of our golf experts on for this next segment but i'm having a hard time tracking them down so we will be right back after a couple messages from the station this portion of wruu's programming is brought to you by listeners and by sentient Bean. 
Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. I'm Dave Lake. Join me for great progressive, straight ahead, and classic jazz on Jazz Brunch, noon to 2 p.m. on Mondays, 11 to 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. on Wednesdays, and 11 to 1 p.m. on Thursdays. Thank you for listening to us here at WRUU. The pledges that our audience and sponsors contribute, as well as the dedicated support of our volunteers and staff who will provide for the over-the-air and streaming services, making our broadcast to the public possible. Programs like Reverse Spin, The Metropolitan Opera, Evening Ecliptic, and Ventriloquism for Dummies would not air without the funds generated by such support. This announcement is a request for your aid. 107.5 FM needs supporters like you to keep the station going. As a nonprofit organization, we are here to serve, and it is vital we continue impacting the public's interests positively. Please, won't you donate? It is our goal during this pledge to reach as many contributors as our broadcast can allow. Go to WRUU.org and click Donate, where it will take you to our pledge page. All contributions are tax-deductible. Thank you for listening and supporting the community radio station with Global Soul. There is no WRUU without you. Yeah, and I'm back, and you know what time it is. I said when I got back from this break, oh, wait a second. No, you know what time it is. It's time to bring it in. I said when I got back from this break, we're going to dive into some MLB news and then talk about what is going on in the world of golf. And, I mean, I'm I'm – Throwing it out to you guys. Give me a call. I know how popular golf is out here, down here. Give me a call and let me know what you think. But it's baseball time, and you are listening to the Bring It In Show on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. So, we got baseball you guys, I hope you're not sick of me talking about the Orioles. I mean, it's you, you haven't heard anybody talk anything about the Orioles for years. But still hovering. I got friends. I got Yankee friends that are still telling me that summer has not even started. So don't get comfortable where the Orioles are. But the Orioles have still managed to play, get game in, game at. They, it looked like they were going to have a rough week after losing two to the Brewers, but then coming back home, playing Kansas City, they get a sweep, and they stay in the top five 
of the baseball power rankings. Orioles sitting one slot behind your Atlanta Braves taking up the third spot in the MLB power rankings. But man, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is just still cruising along. Man, another team, I mean, another team that you would not expect to be where they are are the Miami Marlins. Man, going from not ranked last week, jumping all the way up to the 10th spot. There's, they've been 10. They've been 10, Glenn. That's what they say. They've been 10, Glenn. They're not jumping up from the, to the 10th spot. They've been. Can you believe the Miami Marlins are one of the top 10 teams in baseball? As I say every week, though, the AL East is still holding four strong spots in the top 10 of the power rankings with the Tampa Bay Orioles, Toronto Blue Jays, and the New York Yankees. And I have a feeling the whole AL East is going to be, they're going to be Orioles fans for the beginning of this week because the Tampa Bay or the Toronto Blue Jays come down to Baltimore. And I mean, if the Orioles can get a sweep, that's going to help out the Yankees, the Orioles, and just push down the uh, Blue Jays further down. But it's a hard division so who knows what's gonna really be happening there yeah last night i don't know i'm just gonna hit one more thing before before i start talking about a couple other teams but last night as i am watching the orioles game the gunner henderson the young Gunnar Henderson smacks a home run and it looks like it's going into orbit and anybody who's been to Baltimore knows along that main street called Utah Street the street between the warehouse and the baseball field every home run that hits that street gets a bronze baseball in the spot that it hits. So there's one bronze baseball that sticks out over everybody. Like there's one. Everybody looks at it like if the first time I took my son and my wife to... Orioles Park at Camden Yards I want to say maybe about eight nine years ago we went to a baseball game twins yeah twins versus the Orioles and I mean one thing that I'm saying every single person has to see what's going on, Kels. 
What's up, my brother? Not much. Not much. Happy to have you. I'm just uh, kind of telling, I don't know if you saw any baseball yesterday, but the young Gunnar Henderson from the Orioles hit an absolute monster. And I was kind of explaining to everybody that at Oriole Park, the the sidewalk street between the warehouse and the ballpark, every home run that hits that street gets a bronze baseball in the place that it it hits. Now, there's one bronze baseball from back in um, 1993's home run derby that sticks out above everybody else's. It's up. It's not on the street. It's up on the warehouse. Ken Griffey Jr. hit the warehouse a shot. A 465-foot home run. Uh, and and it's cool because it's sit up there. It's up there. Um, and everybody, it's, it's something you have to go see. Like, I mean, because you just walk by, you look up, and it's there. So if you're at Camden Yards, you have to go see it. But last night, Gunnar Henderson, who's been struggling kind of with his bat since he's got to the majors and I don't even want to say struggling I mean he's played well but he's the expectations are higher than how he's played you know he ripped one 463 feet only a couple feet from hitting the warehouse it's um the longest ball that's been hit on Utah Street. And uh, it's it's pretty cool because right after it happens, the Orioles send somebody with the or- organization out to run out to the spot. I don't know if they're on microphones to get it exactly. So, like, when it happens during the game, you walk by it later on that spot, and it's like, a black circle colored in orange and it'll have the players like initials on it and stuff like that and then until they end up getting the bronze plaque made but that was pretty cool it was awesome to see that and the O's have still been uh, doing it but I I want to get off the Orioles for a second and Kells have you caught he he got called up this this week he's only played about six or seven games I believe Ellie De La Cruz oh man he's so good <laughs> oh man he is the type of baseball player that brings the energy that if if we allow baseball to be like this, I mean, I feel like a couple years ago, a rookie coming out, looking, playing and and acting the way he is, not that he's acting bad or anything, but a couple years ago, people would have been like, oh, he needs to calm down. He needs to be in the majors longer, earn his, earn his stripes and stuff like that. But... 
this is what I love about baseball. I mean, players like Tatis, players like Ellie De Cruz, players like Shohei Otani. Not that Shohei's not as boisterous as the first two, but the skills that he has. And I mean, I don't know how many people have been watching Angels games, but he throws a samurai hat on and and acts up when he hits that home run. So Shelly's still got a little bit of uh, flair in him too. But man, Ellie De La Cruz may be the... He's everything that the video game MLB The Show, I think, wanted Jazz Chisholm to be. Now, Jazz Chisholm is still good. He's going to be like that, and he's helping the Marlins go, but he's not. I mean, Cruz has only been here for one week, and he's batting 314, a home run, and four RBIs. But every time he hits, it's fun to... I. I mean, I have watched every hit he's had for, like, three times in a row, like, since last night. Like, triples, doubles. He's so fast. He's so fast. And he's tall, too. It's like he takes a couple a couple runs, and he's already sliding past second base. That's He's so fast when he's stealing base. He's got to make sure that his back foot stops on the bag because he, in at least two or three of his stolen bases, he's slid past second base. (laughs) Bases can't hold him, man. No, no. And so, I I think also the... I feel like I saw somewhere that the Reds have um, gone like five and two since he's joined the team. I mean, not only is his bat, and I mean, not only is he an amazing player, fast, I mean, hits great, but the energy that I feel like he brings that organization is just going to rub off on all the other players. And I'm looking to see the Reds uh, jumping up in power rankings like (laughs) immediately almost. Like he has just put an immediate burst of energy into that team he he was supposed to play 10 games this year in the majors that was his projection they could be playing more than that <laughs> i think i think he's here to stay i mean if he doesn't if he's not here to stay i don't think reds fans are going to be very happy about that no he's awesome yeah so what i mean is, what, what's the reds uh, record uh, let me pull up the standings. They're uh, 31 and 35. They're in third place of their division. Yeah, only only four games back from the pit from Pittsburgh, and and I think three games back from Milwaukee Brewers. Who I mean. Milwaukee 
put it on the Orioles this week when the Orioles went to Milwaukee. And, I mean, I don't know what was going on. They put it on the Orioles. And then they turn around and, like, get demolished, maybe even swept by the A's. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. This ball is funny like that, man. Yeah. Sometimes the worst team beats like the best team or a hot team. It's weird. Yeah. So. Uh, it's. That's crazy. The A's, man. The A's. <laughs> yeah, fifth straight win. It's their first sweep of the really? of 2023. But now they're playing Tampa Bay, I think, today. That's, uh, that streak's going to end soon. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not trying. The Rays are good. The Rays are good, man. Yeah, I mean, they're just... The Rays are sunshine. They have not slowed down one bit. I mean, they're only four games ahead of the Orioles, or five and a half, but they just... Have not slowed down. Like it's y'all in the Rays don't stop scoring. Yeah, I'm just convinced. I'm convinced y'all go out to the ball and you're like, all right, guys, if we don't get eight runs, we're losing today. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get like, eight, eight to twelve runs today, guys. That's what we're expecting. Y'all got some hitters, man. Yeah, the o, the O's and the Rays got some hitters. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll we'll see how everything keeps playing out. Um, no, I know I know I'm late. Did um did you touch on um the RBC Canadian Open? No, I didn't. I haven't talked any golf. I was I just I've been I've been teasing what's going on in the PGA um all morning. Hey, fingers crossed that somebody would jump on here that knows more about golf than me, but... I'm going to throw you a number, and we're going to talk Canadian Open, and then we can segue into the LIV talk. All right. But, 1954. 1954. Now, I know what you're talking about because I've been reading through things. I mean, you want to tell everybody else what you're talking about? 1954. That's a long time. That's longer than me. Nick Taylor, Canadian, beat my boy, who I, I really love, Tommy Fleetwood, after four playoff holes yesterday. Four playoff holes, y'all. Four playoff holes. And he sunk a 70-plus foot eagle putt to win the fourth playoff hole. And be the first Canadian since 1954 to do it. If I had a hat on right now, I'd say hats off to you, Nick Taylor. And also hats off to you, Tommy Fleetwood, for a heck of a round. Yeah. I mean. I was heavily impressed with the golf. I've been heavily impressed with the golf lately as it is. A lot of competitive golf so far this year. Yeah. And, I mean... We're looking for it to get uh, more competitive. And 
our guy Block. He was up there. Michael Block, right? Yep, that's him. I'm getting his name right now. Uh, you got his name right. Uh, and unlike last uh, professional tournament he joined up in, he didn't finish dead last, but he also didn't make the cut. So, But, I mean, there's like you kind of alluded to before, we weren't, we were hopeful that th- good things would happen when he got these chances, but we we kind of saw this happen. You kind of told me these kind of things happen, and I mean, just because he finishes that high in, in one tournament doesn't mean he's going to keep bringing the heat, and then we looked into his past and saw he makes lots of appearances on the tour, just he's just one of those more of a fringe type player you said he's the golf pro at his home course and i mean he makes he makes appearances on the tour and i mean even if that 15 was the best he's ever played i mean that's a story for your grandkids yeah i mean you're still a superhero to your son at least the rest of the year exactly (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe for a lot longer than that, but no matter what, he's he's a family man, so I think he's happy to be, uh, you know, back in his, back in his uh, city and his state and with his wife and his kids. Yeah. But a heck of a story, man. Oh, definitely, definitely, and like you said, um, Nick Taylor wins the Canadian Open, and. Then uh, a friend of his, Habwin, runs over with champagne to celebrate. They're having a great time. And, I mean, I I don't know if this is because Liv just partnered with the... They didn't tackle everybody holding a champagne bottle, but they got confused, thought... uh, 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 somebody there to watch the Canadian Open had uh, slipped through security and was running and man professional golfer gets tackled and they I mean they tackled him and then the other security guard comes rips the bottle out of his hand before the other golfers that are celebrating get a chance to come over and be like what do you what are you guys doing? He's a Canadian, so he made a, they made a joke about it. He put out a, or his wife put out a statement saying he was okay and that he apologizes for the security guard um, tackling him, just playing off the whole Canadians are so yeah. friendly bit. But I mean, Truthfully, yeah, little mistake. He is a professional athlete. I mean, we've been tackled before. Yeah, maybe you're okay last night. But does that mean you're definitely still going to be okay this morning after things? What happens if he wakes up 
and his like back or shoulders are out of line and I mean could we be facing and and I'm not saying that this is definitely going to happen but when we have a situation like that could we be facing like somebody not being able to play golf the way that they always were because of a security guard overreacting and tackling them I mean as it, it, it stinks man because if you look at the crowd after he makes that putt everybody's going nuts that's Canadian I mean, yeah I mean it's that's a big deal man. it's a, a huge deal yeah like he literally walked it off yeah like Fleetwood didn't have a chance at the Eagle because he was already on the green ready to putt for birdie waiting for him so he walks it off of course any Canadian golfer that's there watching he wants to see something that hasn't happened since 1954 yeah then this is my next question because I, I, I don't know are the crowd members carrying bottles of champagne? Because I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the Canadian golfers weren't all holding champagne waiting for that to happen. I'm just guessing there was champagne there available in a place where the tour members could access it. 100%. So thinking this guy's got... A champagne bottle that just came from the VIP tent. <laughs> I'm gonna and tackle he, him. And he, he had it like he was ready to pop it. Now it's one thing if you see a guy running out, you know. Yeah, like he, ham, Thor's hammers over his head with a champagne bottle. Go ahead, tackle away. Yeah, 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 yeah. To where he was ready to pop it. You yeah, know, I couldn't. It I couldn't tell if he was popping it up. or if he was like already it spraying it or what. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So, I'm not trying to hurt nobody with that champagne bottle. No, so hopefully hopefully he woke up today and he's okay. Um, but, man, lots going on in golf. And I, I'm still, I still don't know what – nobody knows what's going on right now. Uh, I hear reports, and a lot of the reports I don't like um, – like now, what what I'm alluding to is the PGA and LIV golf. Last early last week, I think like Tuesday or Wednesday, announced that they were partnering together to start a new for-profit comp company. Now, most people think that the new for-profit company is still just going to be the PGA, but before the PGA was a not-for-profit company. Uh, I, it really confused me how they got away with being a not-for-profit company. But, I mean, I don't know. The more I look into it, like, I'm sure the people on the board of that not-for-profit company are pulling in bank. But, I mean, technically, most of their money is going to pride or they're and it's not even most of their money. Most of the sponsorship monies are going into the prize pools, and I don't know if they're renting the golf courses they're moving back and forth from, or probably not. Like, the golf courses probably are, I mean, like, you go to some of the golf courses that are on the tour, and it pays off for those golf courses just to be on the tour. So that's probably kind of the 
back and forth there. Um, but the latest thing I heard was uh, over the weekend is that the commissioner of the PGA said the members who left live are still going to be disciplined. They're still going to get fines. The guys who stayed will get percentages, small percentages of the new corporation. Um, that all just seems kind of weird to me. One, one, like where do you draw the line of the guys who stayed because Michael Block, Michael Block stayed. He's played. He's played. He's played there. He's been in PGA events. So is it Liv tried to offer you some money and you turned it down? And then is it also like Tiger Woods turned down almost a billion dollars? So does he get a bigger percentage? But the thing that that rubs me real wrong is the fact that I mean, the whole thing kind of rubs me wrong. But the fact that um, you're, you're still saying you're going to punish the players who left the live tour, but you just did the same thing. And if not, you did it worse because for two years you were you were pushing these PGA golfers up on podiums, having them speak out uh, about the atrocities that are happening, about the human rights uh, things that are going on. It's such, it's disgusting that, that when it all turns around, I mean, when we deep dig deeper into it, I understand, but it's disgusting that they're doing this for the money, and they they didn't talk to these golfers before that happened. That's that's the biggest part is that they they pushed these golfers out to say one thing, and then they turned around and treated them a total opposite way. They had golfers at each other's throats too at points in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like stepping across people's ball marks and stuff. Like, you know, you mean, did you hear those stories? No, I didn't. Yeah, like certain tournaments, you know. Thank they would you have big guys. Remember, like, we're here every LIV Monday, members, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all terrible. And they just turned around and and did it all. Yeah. WRU they don't get to, to yeah we'll probably get back to this next week too WRUU, it's license holder or it's staff.